This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. What's up? This is James. Hey, y'all. It's Sarah. And we are from the Mousers and Magic podcast. And today you're listening to Dana and Amy of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. everybody welcome to episode 148 of the runny drink podcast resources to keep going towards your goals i'm your host amy and i'm your co-host dana welcome welcome for those of you that were joining us a little earlier tonight on the test feed for our attempt at live streaming, thank you very much. We've got two out of the three locations working tonight. Yes, it so would appear so. You can see us in the Runcation Nation Facebook group, group, but you cannot, for some reason, see us on our Facebook page. It's weird. It is weird. I, I have no idea why. We're trying. We're working it out. Working out the kinks. Yeah. Let us know if you could see us okay, hear us okay. But regardless of that, we'll figure all that stuff out. That's true. We have some amazing stuff to talk about this week. Yes, we do. We have a fantastic running segment filled with resources to keep you going and keep you motivated. We talked to a fantastic young lady Jennifer Wagner from the Cape Coral Running Group. Yes, Cape Coral Running Group. Really, the whole segment is about how groups, running groups virtually or in person, can help you stay motivated to achieve and accomplish your goals. Yeah, and in this day and age right now with everything that's going on with the pandemic and all that, you have some really unique options that you can avail yourself of. That's true. Regardless of your comfort level. Yes. I think there's something out there for everybody. And if we can introduce you to just one group or one way to get support, then we will have succeeded. Absolutely. One one way that you can find that works for you. And we had some more special requests from our social media channels, yeah, you've followers, been, You've been quite the social media maven here lately, getting all this feedback from yeah. members of the Runcation Nation. Mm-hmm. And, and so I asked them and they said to me, hey, keep it going on the healthy track in 2021 here. As we get going, we love to hear where to explore and indulge, but we also want to hear some great pre-race or pre-run snacks but also post-run or everyday healthy snacks. So, Yeah, I think that when you're talking with people, sometimes the categories drop into pre-run and post-run. Yeah. And, and truthfully, as long as it's not something deep fried and heavy, I think that you know some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about could go either way. And here's a spoiler. We're not doing anything deep fried this week. 
No. No deep fried. And then we even are carrying the healthful, and I'm air quoting here for, for the benefit of those that can see us on the video, we're carrying the healthful trend through even to the drink segments. We are. We are. And it could go, you can... Use it as a healthy beverage. Well, you can you can also, tell yourself it's a healthy beverage. You can also doll it up for happy hour. Yes, you which can doll is, it up for happy hour. So I'm thinking, yes, you can have it without the alcohol or with the alcohol. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's talk running. Let's talk running groups specifically. Yeah. I've, over the last several years, found myself joining more and more running groups on Facebook specifically Mm -hmm. because I'm looking for, well, selfishly, I I look for suggestions for runs, for races for us to attend. Oh, that's true. That's true. You can find those in multiple groups on Facebook or if you follow certain hashtags on Instagram or Twitter Mm -hmm. that you can find that. But groups specifically on Facebook that we belong to, there are some that especially over this last year have given me connections that I never would have had otherwise. And have given me motivation, inspiration, encouragement. And I think you can get that both through virtual connections through those groups. And then also if you happen to find a group that's local to you. Yes. That hosts, you know, socially distant runs at this point in time. Yeah. Or meetups at mm-hmm. places. And maybe it's not a formal run yeah. per se, but just a, a, an opportunity for meetups. We right. see a lot of these in breweries. Yes. Where running clubs attach themselves to a brewery or vice versa. Uh, I think that running and breweries, they have a connection that I just, you know, they don't see, understand. They, I don't understand. I mean, I do because we are very connected to running and having a nice cold beverage afterwards. And I think that's a good jumping off point for them. But the breweries themselves, the the way they're built a lot of times, they really lend themselves to that ability to sit down and relax yeah, and congregate over that cold, tasty beverage. And enjoy. Yeah. And, and they, they encourage that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And of course, the running together encourages that camaraderie so i think they dovetail nicely together they do i it's about community and i think that they have started i mean it's they're doing everything they can to take the necessary precautions Mm -hmm. so it is just i think that you can avail yourself of those running groups in person now as well and the, at the and do so safely. at those breweries and do so safely. Do you know what I mean? I, do. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you're making perfect sense. There's all this new technology in front of us. Well, everybody is, you know, everybody's <laughs> looking to get back out there, have that connection you're talking about, but yeah. everybody has it at least in the back of their mind, like can I am I doing so safely? Right. And I think now everyone's kind of got it dialed in, you know, whether it's social or physical distancing and face masks or a combination of both, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what local laws say. Right. I think that a lot of running groups are able to get back out there and do that. Mm-hmm. So for, let's talk virtual support first. 
Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's one group that you are very connected to. The yes. I love to run community. And I, I love this group also, but I think you have a, an, a unique connection as well. Yeah. I love to run is a Facebook group. It is uh, run. There are, there are several admins. One of my friends from high school, Kat Evans is one of the admins for the group. She's an avid runner. I know that she's done Gasparilla mm-hmm. several times or at least She's done the Chicago Chicago, Marathon with her sister. The uh, the one that I'm really jealous of. You would think it'd be Chicago I'm really jealous of. I'm actually really jealous of the Skyway 10 miler. Well, that's... Or Skyway 10K. uh, The Skyway... Is it a a 10K? I think it's a 10K. The run that takes you over the Sunshine Skyway Bridge south of St. Well, that's because you're born and raised in Tampa. You know that. You've driven that. You know how tough it would be but how beautiful the view would be oh absolutely that's what i think it's a giant suspension bridge it's gorgeous yeah gorgeous i mean i just her posts about chicago when i had first gotten into chicago that i mean they were very inspiring to see somebody that we know Mm -hmm. and able to make it through yeah so yep i agree yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. We are getting a comment. Yes. It says, Facebook user. This looks so darn cool. Love this. Thank you so much. Aww. I can't see who it is because if you don't go in and allow StreamYard to see your Facebook profile. Yes. So that it can get your name and picture. We can't tell who it is. Right. It, I believe it's what? It's Facebook. It's StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Yes. To, to give permissions. Yeah. So, Yeah. But yeah, so I love to run community. They do just, it's runners of all ability levels. I mean, it's not just people running the big national majors. It's a lot of runners of varying abilities, varying Mm -hmm. distances. And it's everything from training plans to just motivation to get your butt off the couch if you're having a a bad motivation day. It's recommendations on shoes and equipment and, and, you know, nutrition. And it's fellow runners out there supporting other fellow runners. Yeah. So I, I just, I love how inclusive that group is. Yeah. I also love, and I think that I'm partial to this one because it's ours. Well, there, yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's where we're actually broadcasting our, our simulcasting, our podcast recording tonight. That's true. And it's the Runcation Nation Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. So we, the Runcation Nation Facebook group, it is a, a place where, I mean, yes, you have to request to join. But that's purely for us to keep the spam bots out. That's not because yeah. we're trying to be exclusive or anything like that. Exactly. We're not fancy. Exactly. I think it uh, it's a place where we can post memes about running we can encourage others we can celebrate their accomplishments we can celebrate their birthdays we can also talk about eating and drinking and sharing weird and unique beverages and the occasional funny meme yeah and and some of our users are members of the bruncation nation post pictures of where they're running Rob Nadal from the group. He posts some of the most amazing vistas. He's a over the road trucker out West and he's running with the Rocky mountains in the background all the time. It's so cool. I think in this last year, especially that 
his posts, we haven't been able to travel. Yeah, we're living vicariously through him. Yeah, we're living vicariously through him. He travels for his job. And I just, it is so cool and beautiful to see those photos that, I mean, we haven't been to half the places that he's been to. Like, I think. 99% 99% of the places that he's been to, we haven't been to. No, no. He's hitting some locations we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. And I say yet, because 2021, we're hoping later in the year is going to be the year. I'm for sure hoping, hoping so much that we can actually do that. And I was listening to the Will Run For podcast, mm-hmm. and they're talking about, you know, we were over the new year and over the Christmas holidays, we're signing up for... We, th- we think we're signing up for live races in the second half of 2021. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's actually very smart. So I, I just, I hope we get live races so that we can enjoy the vistas. Me too. That Rob Nadeau out posts in Runcation Nation, but simply just to be able to accomplish your goals. Yeah. Absolutely. Is and and be able to have that support and be celebrated and also to share fantastic food and beverage to celebrate afterwards. I mean, that's our group. That's it. So So if you want to join, just send us an invite or a request for an invite. We will let you in. We just want to make sure you're not a robot. Yeah. That's all. And we don't even have any like crazy questions to ask. You know, we'll just look and make sure uh, you're you get no, a, yeah, no crazy no. questions. No. So, so the next group that we want to kind of just tell you guys about is the Extra Mile Podcast Group. And I would say that this was the very first group that I got so much support and encouragement from because the Extra Mile Podcast and the Extra Mile Podcast Galloway Edition, those two, they are such great support resources and and learning resources for the run walk run method so oh yeah yeah so i just think kevin gwen who is the administrator of that that group and the host of that podcast i just it's incredible he the community that he's built up so many of those runners go live inside of that group during their runs yes and have just conversations about technology they're using. Like, here's how the Strava is going. Here's how the Winter Fun in 21 challenge is going. Here's what I, here are my thoughts. Here's what another runner in the group that posted and had discussions about run, walk, run, or uh, about getting back to running or, or staying motivated to running. They're just, they, that group is so active and I love it. Absolutely. I love it. And it's not just for, the run, walk, run method. I, I think it, it's a great resource for that, but all the runners there, I mean, some of them are doing ratios like, hey, here's five minutes running and one minute walking or what, you know, I mean, longer ratio. I don't know. I don't do math, but you know what I'm saying <laughs> I know to what you. you mean. I just, I get inspired by how active they are and, and what a tight knit group. And, and that's just, maybe I'm partial because, we have met some of them. We've been lucky enough to meet some of them in at Jeff Galloway's half marathon weekend in Atlanta. Yes. But just seeing all of that is an incredible resource of support. 
and encouragement. And I think that it doesn't matter how much you run or walk or all walking or all running. I think it's that they will support and encourage everyone in the group. I can't, couldn't have said it better myself. And I I do love the fact that there is a, it's not exclusively for Galloway run, walk runners, but it certainly leans that way, especially given that Kevin has a separate podcast, the Galloway edition of the extra mile podcast. So, you know, it is, it's nice to have something that's kind of aimed at you. Fourth and final for the virtuals. This one is kind of near and dear to both of our hearts because the Be Our Guest podcast Lizards group is centered around or stems from the Be Our Guest podcast, which is a favorite of both of ours. It's true. It's I just... So Mike Rallman, he does a half marathon every day. Every day. And I can't... he's just, he's so inspiring. And that group, Mike Bankhead is the administrator of that group. And again, you have to request to join, but that's just, I again think that he is the same as we are in terms of the Runcation Nation. I think you, you just have to request and you have to make sure you're not a bot, whatever it is. Right. And... He'll let you in, and they are, I think it's 25, no, 2,300 members strong, something like that. Mm -hmm. I just, it is an incredible group. There are people who post vivid pictures from their runs. They post their results from Garmin or Strava or the Apple Watch or whatever it is. You know, they, it's, they post their struggles. They post everyday life happenings that they want to celebrate or that they need extra support from. Absolutely. And encouragement about. So. And you get close with these people and you are, you feel, I mean, even if you've never met in person. I mean, we've never met Mike Rallman in person. We've never met Mike Bankhead in person. We've had them on our show. And we've talked to them in the group. And, and we've talked to them in the group. And we've talked to other people like Lori in that group. And, oh gosh, there are so many people who have crossed over from that group into ours that we are so lucky to know. It's just amazing support all around for life, but also because we all have a passion for running and run Disney and eventually run cationing. Mm-hmm. And that group is just an incredible group that grows, but is still small enough for you to make personal connections. Yeah, absolutely. Important connections. Yeah. So So those are just some examples of great virtual groups that we are a part of and would mm -hmm. encourage you to check out. And we're going to have links to those in the show notes. Yes, we are. But Absolutely, 100%. When your support needs to be more than just virtual, that's when you might start considering finding a running group that's local to you. And we're fortunate enough here in Cape Coral to have a very active running group, the Cape Coral Running Group. We are. That also has a Facebook group. 
So, you know, <laughs> you kind of get the best of both yes. worlds there. But the great thing is, you know, they do a lot of coordination through the Facebook group. Then they meet up in, in the real world or IRL yeah. in the real life. In real life, Is that what that is? IRL. I don't know all the initials and stuff. So you have to forgive Yeah. So me. you meet in real life. You go <laughs> do a group run. Then yeah. a lot of times they're, you know, hitting someplace afterwards. And we were fortunate enough to get to meet somebody from the Cape Coral Running Group. Yes, I we met her at the Turkey Trot. Yes, that we did one of the last live of actually the last live event that I was able to run in prior to my surgery. Mm-hmm. And she, we had been messaging back and forth trying to arrange our interview that is about to be heard now, and and. We've been exchanging pictures and exchanging messages, and we were in the start kind of lineup, and she came up to us and said, hey, I just want to put a face with a name and introduce, and we got a picture with her. We were lucky enough to get a picture with her before she took off, and and we started the run, the 5K. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Just such a nice woman. And what a great way to, you know, kind of put a face to a name and kind of make a new friend on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like it was on a day where we didn't get to see family. Yeah. Which is always tough, which was tough this past year. So, so she came up, we got, we got a picture with her, you know, it was just great. You follow and you hope and you forge friendships with people in these virtual groups, but then to be able to meet them is also excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're going to share with you guys an interview that we did with Jennifer. And I really think it illustrates what a running group locally, if you have the chance to connect with one and run with one can do for you, even if you are a walker or a back of the pack runner. Or even if you're a little faster than that. Yeah, I think all ability levels. So, without further ado, here Mm -hmm. is our interview. Yay! Well, we're headed into the run segment of the Runny Drink podcast this week. And the new year, Dana, is usually, it's 2021, we're letting go of 2020. This is a a time for people to have kind of a a blank slate and and set some new goals. Yeah, of course. This is the time of year where you can't get into a gym. You can't get onto a treadmill anywhere. Everybody has their New Year's resolution. And hopefully, if you're making some of those, you are setting yourself up for success. And we may have a great way for you to set yourself up for running success in 2021. We have talked about running groups on Facebook and how we have met some of the best people online. We actually have Jennifer Wagner, who is a member of a local running group, a Cape Coral running group on Facebook. And we'll link to that in our show notes so you can find it if you are a local listener and, and learn all about it. But we would like to welcome Jennifer Wagner to the show. How are you doing today, Jennifer? Doing great. How are you guys? We're fantastic. Awesome. Thanks you. Thank you for coming and hanging out on the Runny Drink Podcast. Not a problem. We're happy to have you and we're happy to 
really share your experience with the members of the Runcation Nation. And first of all, I would like to say, over the past few episodes, when we've done some live broadcasts, we have discovered that you have served in the military. And we would first like to say thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. Yeah, because we know that's tough on families. That's a, that is a tough job. And uh, yeah, regardless of yeah. your MOS, that's yeah. the whole family is part of the service. Yeah. So we appreciate that more than we can possibly say. Can you tell us a little bit before we get into the Cape Coral Running Group and how you discovered them and and what they have brought to you as a runner? How did you get into running? Well, I started running, gosh, 2013, I think it was. And it's just for like health reasons. Mm -hmm. And I have a close friend of mine and we decided to run as a let's let's make a goal. It's like, let's run a half marathon. I'm Ooh. like, are you serious? Like I only r- ever ran two miles and I had to do it for the military and I hated every mile of it. <laughs> so, uh, but it was like, so I, I think, and it was the, uh, my first half marathon registration was the Disney princess registration Ooh. and you register like nine months in advance. So I'm oh, thinking yeah. in this amount of time, yeah, I think we can do it. So, <laughs> I looked on training plans, and the first thing I noticed it the when you start running is you need a good pair of running shoes. Oh yeah, that are for you. Like mm-hmm. you don't go out there and say, "Hey, I want those shoes. Those are cute." They say running. Let's run in those it's because they not might not be good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get to see if you're pronated or I'm pronated when the other the other way your feet go. <laughs> I don't I know what it sup- is. Supinated, I think. Yeah, uh, but I <laughs> went and got fitted for my shoes, so I had no like didn't have to worry about injuries, mm-hmm. you know, and then, so, so I started training, me and my friends started running and we finally did our first full, and I never ran a race at all. So, so that I'm was thinking, your first. I have, that was my first. And I'm sitting thinking, I have to run consistently for 13.1 miles and without walking. So I felt like I had to train to that, but then I oh. come to realize, oh, you can walk if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I ran my first race, 13.1, but no walking steps because that's wow. what I thought you were supposed to do. So then I came familiar with more racing. So I signed up for another half marathon that following weekend, which was the Hooters oh. in Fort Myers. Yeah. So I ran that one, but I got injured. So that was a setback. And then from there, my friend and I was like, oh, let's. Let's sign up for this race. Let's do this race. Let's do Star Wars at Disney. And it's mm. only been really Disney races. And you couldn't find anything local that fit within mm-hmm. her work schedule, my schedule. Mm. So then I raced for a couple of years doing that. And then I kind of hit a slump. And then mm. I didn't run, but what, once a month. And I was like, well, I need to keep up with my shape and doing what I was doing. So then I was like, I ran. We were at the Veterans Day Parade. And I ran into Dan Rams, who's the head of the Cape Coral Running Group uh, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And our sons are friends with my neighbor also. So the three boys are all friends. And I saw his shirt that he was running a race. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. There was a race for this. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, he says, yeah, you should join my run group. I said, oh, you have a run group. And that's how I got associated into the run group a couple of years later after starting to run races and stuff and And then now what's your experience like with the the cape coral running group well when i first started going 
we were small. Like the running group, I think went ahead like 30 something member members. Mm-hmm. But when I started going, he's like, come out and join us. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I don't want to get up at seven to go run. I like my <laughs> sleep. And so, but I'm like, you know, it, just do it and get it over with. Like, just get up, go run and you're done for the day. And yeah. I was like, and I needed accountability. And I think that's the reason why I joined it. But then I realized like everybody there, I was like, look, I'm like a big girl. I'm very curvaceous. And I'm not like the lean, skinny runners that people think, oh, runners are supposed to be. And I'm like, no, anybody can be a runner. And I was the slowest one that showed up. <laughs> I'm like, I was always behind, but it motivated me more to be a part. Like, I want to be with that group. I'm going to get there. I'm going to be with them and run with them. And they were all supportive of it all. So that was the best thing. Like, they all support you. And they welcome and like, you. Oh, just regardless yes. of what your pace is. Yeah, like they're, they 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 come they introduce you and they're like, so, you know, what do you want to do? How far do you want to go? We're going to go this way. You can go this way. Mm-hmm. And then what it is, I come to learn if they're going this far, how far long it takes them to run for me to run to compensate that. So we're all come back at the same time. So they may go out and back. Well, I might only go out half the distance mm-hmm. and come back and then they catch up with me. Yeah, whatever. It sounds like that they give you a lot of flexibility. You all kind of talk about what your goals are. And then you can adjust according to what your pace is, what your goal is and what you want to do. And and it sounds like it gives you the chance to get to know other runners during the events where you all go running early in the morning. Right. And that's how like in in the beginning now, like I've been with a group for so many years. It's Mm -hmm. like, we welcome every time we get somebody new. I was like, Ooh, I get to run with somebody new. It's just like, and then we get to, to talk and to chat and, and find out we have like a lot in common. Like our kids go to the same school and stuff like that. Like just local area stuff. And then find out what some of their professions are like, Oh, this one's a physical therapist. And this one is a health uh, advocate, you know, it's just really cool. Like to meet more people. And then, you know, go out there and we run, like we can run a comfortable pace and commerce state at the same time. And mm-hmm. if so, like I'm faster now than I was in the past. So mm. if someone comes in, they're not up to par, like we're not going to leave them behind. So I was like, I don't mind staying with you and running with you and making sure you're comfortable and you know mm. the route we're going and just enjoy it. Yeah. You've become a mentor in the group of <laughs> I, sorts. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the green, yeah, the welcoming committee for everybody <laughs> who comes in. <laughs> now, I said, yeah, it's just, we'll, we'll find you to the new runners. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. And you've gotten faster, but then you can still kind of dial it back to, to welcome them and support them so, so right. that they don't feel intimidated. Right. And then there's some who want me, like I run faster than them, but they use me to help motivate them. Ah. I help one, one of my runners meet their PR goal at one of the recent races. She's like, will you run with me? I want a PR because I know I'm a good pace setter. Like my paces are very consistent. So I can keep my pace wherever they want it to be. And I know if we sit this pace, I can get you that PR. And then I'm like, come Mm. on, we got to do it. We're only a quarter mile. 0.25. That's nothing. Let's go. So that's great for you to become kind of a mentor, a coach, and someone who encourages others. That's got to make you feel really good about what running has brought to your life. Right. And then there's runners there. Like there's a new one who came in. I'm like, she's faster than me. And I'm like, well, it pushes me Mm. 
to be with her. I was like, there's like, so it's like, it's a lot of give and take in all aspects of it. And then, then you have the walkers. We have people who walk, like they don't want to run. So the walkers get together and they walk their distance mm-hmm. and then we wait for them and we meet up and it's, you know, it's just good. It's just that everybody can get out and do something together. And, you know, it's not, they're not on their own. I think that's important. A lot of people feel, well, if you join or going to a group, you might feel intimidated if you're slower mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Sure. and you feel like people are going to be waiting around on you and frustrated by you. And, and I think that getting over that first fear of, of that might be the first hurdle for somebody to yeah. consider joining a, a running group, whether it's Cape Coral here locally or one in whatever town our listeners happen to be in across mm-hmm. the world. So for you, was this really your first experience with like peer coaching or was this something that just came naturally to you or did you have a background in that? No, it just came naturally to me because I, our, we wanted to grow our run club. Cause like I said, we had 30 something, 30 something members and only like the same six people were showing up. So year, a couple of years ago, I put out a post and like, you know, the first step is to step out the door. Like, mm. come join us, you know, and mm. then you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know, like, we're very welcoming of it, but you can't ever get there. Like, I have people private message me. I was like, oh, I run your pace. I want to get back into running. When do you run? I said, well, this is our run group schedule. Mm-hmm. But I also post what I do on my personal time when I run. And it's just, I don't have a schedule. It's just random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when I'm done here, I'm going to go for a run. You know, like, it's just when I choose to do it and I, we try to coordinate. I said, well, I'm going to be here probably with this if you want to make it, but it's hard. But I said, like, if you have a set like Sunday mornings and Thursday evenings that we meet up, mm-hmm. if you can make them, that's great. But it's like, we have now 200 something members in the run club. And I'm wow. like, we're slowly trickling in new faces. And I'm like, I just want to bring more people. I was like, we have all these people, but I haven't met 200 people yet. Like, yeah. where are they? So you post, so I don't, the running group posts the schedule on the Facebook page, like where to meet up. You vary that yes. up. Yes, we do vary that up. So it's usually Sunday mornings. And then we have like special, we call special edition runs where mm. he like might post, hey, if anybody's free Thursday morning, who wants to run here at this location at this mm. time we're gonna meet up and then yes. another special edition could be like a saturday morning but we usually it's always consistent it's always a, a sunday morning and then thursdays that's eight foot brewing that's the other run club time that we have mm-hmm. so we have like two steady like set days that we do unless it's a holiday or bad weather right that we and then if some of them like, so our, the guy in charge of the page, if he can't make it, he'll put one of us in charge to run the group for that day and to welcome new people and put posts out. We give him like a couple days notice. Like mm-hmm. the hardest thing is figuring out where we want to run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, all right, we do. And we try to run in locations that if like there's new people who want to come, we always ask, well, where are you close to? Are you close to any of these? And so we, they're driving distance, you know, they're mm-hmm. familiar with their own little area and they can be closer. Like we, we go to North Fort Myers, like we cross the bridge, we go to downtown Fort Myers. It's like, so we try to compensate for everybody who's running. Now we have a large group. We like to keep it, you know, in a safer area where there's 
pathways where we can run versus a road, a roadway. Mm-hmm. But if it's a small thing, we yeah. might like, hey, you just want to go run over here through these neighborhoods instead. <laughs> so. So you kind of, you all accommodate the group and then you have some set times that the group knows, hey, this is when I can go with the group wherever mm-hmm. we set and right. get out there and get it done and feel good and feel like they have a- accomplished a goal and they feel good about themselves. And there are other benefits to the group. Like you said, uh, learning more about other runners and mm-hmm. forging friendships as well mm-hmm. but, but yep. you but, I've, grown, I've grown a few this this year i've grown yeah. a few more friendships than before <laughs> well that's a win right there yeah i also like yeah. the safety component yes of having running buddies and yeah the idea that you've always got somebody who's running with you in case of injury in case mm-hmm. of yeah and, and you guys selecting paths that are preferably out of traffic so Indeed. safer mm-hmm. for the runners i think that's a great idea yeah. And you're also connected to the local run shop and the local run shop uh, has an added bonus benefit. There, there are discounts there for members of the running group. Is that right? Yeah. So if you go to the run shop and say that you're a member of the Cape Coral running group, you will receive a 10% discount. On your purchase. Nice. And I can tell you, like, you were talking earlier about making sure that you get the right shoes. A Mm -hmm. local run shop with somebody who is an expert, like Rachel at the run shop, where you can actually, they'll study your gait and you can get into those shoes that will help you run with confidence is so important. Yeah, all of those mistakes that you were talking about, Jennifer, yeah. finding yeah. shoes that say yeah. running on them and they look good and that and it's they kind of feel good when you walk around. <laughs> yeah, we did mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. We, every yeah. mistake you talked about, we did it. Yeah, I I can't wear any of the women's running shoes. I wear men's running shoes because that's what fits my feet. So when I see the pretty purple ones, I'm like, oh, no, I guess I'll get the gray ones because they're like one I can wear in the men's sizes. Yeah. So like I said, you... you they might, and, and another thing is a lot of people don't know their true shoe size. Yeah. Like, when, like I didn't realize that it's like a half a, you know, a half a foot, a half foot shoe size difference mm-hmm. in shoes. Because like some shoes, like when you wear, need to be fit and snug and some you need to movement for swelling or what. And like sure. running. So you need room that room for swell. I didn't realize, like, like I said, I need a, my shoes are men's shoes because I need a bigger toe box with my toe areas are wider mm-hmm. than yeah. normal women. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to be able to have the running group and to connect to that resource like like the run shop. So yeah, it, if somebody had hesitation, I know that we're coming to a, a time when people may be open to trying new things like being part of a run group. If somebody had that hesitation because maybe they're too slow, they can't keep up or maybe they can't run or they just want to walk or what advice or what message, what would you tell them? Well, if you're just learning, like you just like say, you're like, Oh, I want to be a runner and you're not there yet. It all starts with walking. So you just got to get build up your endurance, like walk, build up your endurance. And then as you're walking, their next step is to take a few running steps. Mm-hmm. And then you progress on that. It, I hate, like, I, I'm a big one. Like, I can't do that. I can't run. I can't run. I'm like, you can if you try, but you can't just jump into something that you've never done before. you got to build up to it. 
Mm-hmm. So I think if someone decides they want to start running, like mm-hmm. come out, if you're not there yet, come out and walk with our walkers. Like, yeah. you know, they walk a nice steady pace. You keep up with that, get your breathing on under control, then step it up a notch, mm-hmm. start jogging a little. And you don't have to jog the whole, If we like depending what distance you're going, mile, two mile, three, yeah. you don't have to jog the whole thing. You can walk for a minute, jog for 30 seconds. You build up to it. And I hate, like, my, my thing was, I wasn't, I didn't like running, period. Because mm. I felt like, man, I was exhausting. It's like, it hurts. I can't breathe. Because I didn't, I pushed myself too hard going into it. And then oh. if I progressed, it was more joyful. Like, oh, look, I've met this goal. I've accomplished this. And I, you know, like a PR, like I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. I keep getting better and better. And it's motivating when you, you see that result of what you're doing. So first steps are walking steps, then start jogging, then you can start running. Like we're also, and then, then also not every day is a good running day. <laughs> you, you wake up and like, oh, I'm going to be great today. And like, no, today is not my day, but I'm going to go out there and do it. Even if I have to walk it. <laughs> yeah. And we're Galloway run walk runners anyhow. Oh, yeah. So using the mm-hmm. interval method for us is perfectly normal. So that, 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 I think is something people need to remember is doing walking mm-hmm. intervals as part of your run is perfectly okay. And yeah. can help with your recovery, you know, so that yeah. you can go the longer distance and you can work up to getting faster and improving. So, right. And I've, I have winged a couple of these half marathons that I signed up, but I didn't train properly where I go out and I run mm-hmm. and then I do more of the run walk interval mm-hmm. just, so I don't hurt myself, but I still complete the race yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah, you 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 gauge where you are in your fitness level and your training level, and then you can use the method to be successful. And it sounds right. like the running group encourages all types of runners and, and walkers. So yeah, we encourage we want to like to also like be a family thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, I bring my son with me. You know uh. and. The other the guy, Dan, who runs the run group, his wife and his child come, and the, his son rides his bike while with the walkers. Or he'll run with, he'll ride his bike alongside his dad running. Like, oh. so it can be like a family event. Like, oh, Sunday mornings, let's get up, do a little fitness activity mm-hmm. as a family. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I get my son, he wakes up with me and. He doesn't have to. I give him the option, the choice, but he chooses mm-hmm. to come. And not every single time his friends aren't always there. Sometimes it's me and him. You know, he's the only kid that decided to come out. And I praise him to do that. Like, and then sometimes we have four teenagers mm-hmm. running with us. <laughs> so, it's, it yeah, I like, like I like the fact that there's options to do. <laughs> yeah. And you can incorporate family and you can set those mm-hmm. good habits for the, for the kids in the family. Start mm-hmm. set them up for success as well. So, and I hear you also, as the Cape Coral Running Group, support local businesses maybe after your runs with having a breakfast or having a cold brew. Is that right? Yes. yes. So, like, we, we, yeah, we pick locations like the Surfside Shop, and after we get together, we run, and we we all get back. We'll decide, do you guys want to do breakfast at Paradise Deli? And we'll go out there, we'll eat. Or maybe sometimes we'll rerun at Cape Harbor, and Ooh. we will have breakfast at the French Press. 
Hmm. And like that's outdoors, so you can social distance if you need to. Mm-hmm. If that's a concern, and that yeah. we do that as we run as like, a running group. Do, yeah. Yes. So when we run, like sometimes if there's a bike lane and a sidewalk, one runs on the sidewalk, one runs in the bike lane. Mm-hmm. So that's if you're concerned about that also. And then yeah. sometimes we go to, there's a park, I can't think of the name, off of Beach Parkway. We go to that park down there. And when we're done, we might cross the bridge and go to Duck Donuts. Oh. Like we, and then Fort downtown Fort Myers, we'll, we will, sometimes we'll run the old 41 bridge over mm. and back. Get the hill work in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Strength training for yeah. your legs open over that bridge. <laughs> and we'll go to, you know, Bennett's Donuts, like mm. just like the little small businesses to help them out. And, yeah. and you know, we, we support them and, you know, they can support us as a run group. I know. Yeah. Um, where else do we go? Well, I know uh, we recently covered it on the show on last week's episode, but mm-hmm. I've heard that you guys might converge at a local brewery. Yes, eight foot brewery. Um, yes, they have. They post their own run club on Facebook, and like, there's other. We, we try to recruit other runners who are there. Yeah, just to come out and run with us. There's other runners that show up for that brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also. So that's an evening run that mm-hmm. we do. Nice. And uh, when we come back, you're. I think you get if you're. You get ten percent off your your bill. If nice. you yeah. run with the run club that evening. So, I mean, like our podcast is, you know, it's all about running, but then it's also mm-hmm. about exploring and indulging local food and beverage. And that it, it sounds like you all have done plenty of that and have, ha, have had a lot of good meals and good beverages from local businesses too. Yeah. So we will certainly link to the Cape Coral Running Group. And for those who are not members of running groups, as we start 2021, we hope that this interview has given you a little bit of insight into what a local running group can do for you in terms of support and encouragement and, and getting out there for all types of runners or run walkers. Especially coming off of a year like 2021, where mm-hmm. maybe 2020, yeah. or like 2020 heading <laughs> yeah. into 2021, yeah. where maybe social isolation has been a real problem mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lack of you know human contact and interpersonal connection. A running group locally might be a great opportunity for you to have that while still being socially distanced mm-hmm. or physically distanced, not socially distanced, physically yeah. distanced, physical distancing, and engaging in an activity that can increase your health and well-being heading into 2021. And if you are already a part of a running group like Jennifer that has told her story here on the show today, feel free to share your stories with us. Leave us an email at info at runeatdrink.net or you can call and leave us a message at 941-677-2700. Three, three, and tell us about some of your local running clubs so we can share with the Runcation Nation, just like we've shared the Cape Coral Running Group with the Runcation Nation here today. Jennifer, we want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Running Drink Podcast. We can't thank you enough for coming on today. Thank you for having me. That was a fantastic interview. She was so nice. Jennifer, you're a rock star. Yes. Absolutely a rock star. Thank you so much for sharing 
what that experience has done for you because I think that somebody out there, I mean, like right now, I can't be a part of a, a, a running group necessarily yet. You're getting there. I'm getting there, you know, but I feel like when I am strong enough to start to walk a little bit further, that if I can meet people like Jennifer, so supportive, so encouraging, that I would do it. Oh. I I would do it. And I hope that there are others out there and we have kind of, I don't know, assuaged their nervousness and doubts and fears and because I can totally relate to having those. Oh, absolutely. I could see yeah. somebody thinking, oh, I don't want to go to a running group. I'm going to be the slowest person there. And you just heard from Jennifer, you know, what a great opportunity it is for you to meet other people with a shared interest, make some other friends, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So guys, if you are out there and this persuades you to go check out a local running group and you find one, please share it with us. Let us know your yeah. story. We would love to hear from you about mm -hmm. connections that you're making in your local run groups in your towns across the country and across the world. Yeah. And there could be somebody locally to you listening to our show and you introduce them to a resource that's nearby. Exactly. Who knows? So. But what I also liked about their group is after the run, yes. they would stop off at a place to get a bite to eat or something to drink. Yes, because you know, we're the Runny Drink Podcast, so we've got to eat and drink after we run. Yeah. And we got lots of suggestions and lots of requests from the Runcation Nation and from our social media channels, all our followers. What's a great pre-run snack or a post-run snack that you have on a regular basis yeah now last week we talked about cold soaked oats as like as a, a breakfast, breakfast and yeah. run type thing yeah i i think that this week's recipe that we're talking about is great for midday and evening runs for pre-run yes because we're talking about one of our favorites which may as well be a food group in our household oh this that we're about to share? Yeah. I teased it on social media earlier today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that was not a, a ramekin full of peanut butter and, no. and lemons, by the way. No, no, no. The recipe or the food item that we're talking about today is hummus. Yeah. If you're not familiar with hummus, I mean, most people are, but if you're not, hummus is a puree of chickpeas or garbanzo beans. Mm-hmm. And it's usually mixed with a, some sort of a fat. And in our case, we used tahini. Yes. And we'll talk about what tahini is in a second if it's an mm -hmm. ingredient you're not familiar with. Yeah. And spices like cumin. Cumin. Or and do you say cumin? I say cumin. I say cumin. And garlic and lemon juice. And, <sighs> you know, there, there are so many different kinds of hummus that are oh. out there. Yeah. Different recipes. I even, in doing research for the episode, stumbled upon a couple of dessert hummuses. Hummuses? Hummai? Hummus dips. Hummus dips. There you go. Hummus dips. And it is yeah. a dip. I, it, I, I think it's best eaten as a dip. I have seen recipes where it's much looser, so it's almost like a sauce. Ah, uh, yes. But I like yeah. it as a dip. I like some some body to it. You like a heartier version of hummus. I do. So how about you? Yeah, I do. I like it. I, 
we have had versions of like this version that we have the chickpea and the lemon and tahini and garlic but we have had uh, a little bit looser ones that include artichoke hearts yep artichoke hearts mm-hmm. roasted red pepper i mean you could just walk through the deli in our local grocery and get pre-made and, and no and you can see the different varieties oh yeah you could just get ideas from that pre-made there are some great ones out there, but what I like about this one is that we can control the salt, we control the amount of fat, yep, and we can make it flavorful while still keeping the sodium down. Absolutely, you know. And our recipe, this is a very simple one, and yep. it's a more traditional, leaning towards a Middle Eastern style hummus, where yeah. the flavor profile really is that the smokiness of the cumin, mm-hmm. tartness of the lemon, yeah. And the tahini, it, that is, if you looked at the picture that we posted earlier today. That's the ramekin media, that looks like peanut butter. Looks like peanut butter. Because it's basically a peanut butter, or it's a, a nut or seed butter made out of sesame seeds. It smells like sesame seeds. It smells like it sesame does. seeds. But what it does is for, for Tahini, or for the reason for tahini is that it introduces fat into the puree. If you just pureed chickpeas or garbanzo beans on their own, they are they tend to be very dry, and well, they don't bind very well. Yeah. So you'll end up getting this kind of mealy with them. Yeah, this mealy thing that won't really dip very well mm-hmm. or spread very well. Mm-hmm. The tahini adds that sesame seed flavor, kind of a toasty buttery kind of nutty thing Mm -hmm. and it is such a a boon or bonus to the texture yeah in my opinion yeah and there are other recipes that i don't think we have yet shared with uh with everybody that just it, it kind of as long as you introduce those other healthy ingredients you know like Oh, there's a recipe that you make, and I can't remember what its official name is, that you've gotten from some of our great resources that is almost like a chicken salad that has more heft to the chickpea. Yeah, instead of being a really fine puree, it's right. more of a it's more of a coarse mash, mm-hmm. and then that incorporates in this seed based dressing yeah. to give it some additional flavor, similar to a ranch that you make out of hemp seeds, and that's yeah. probably one that we'll talk about on the show. We should because but, it's a favorite. And I didn't mean to get us off of this particular recipe, but I think you can use chickpeas that are dry and that are in the bag. which is what we did. There's a reason for that too. Or, I mean, if you don't have the time or if you don't have the access, you can use the canned chickpeas, but I think that they would be higher in sodium. They tend to be higher in sodium. And when you start talking about bang for your buck, if you have access to a pressure cooker, and that includes something like these smart slow cookers that double as pressure cookers, like an instant pot, which or, we love, or I think like Ninja's got one, mm. or you know, there, there are I think tons all the different of brands. brands have their different versions. Exactly. Yeah, you are able to buy the dry beans 
mm-hmm. and they're much cheaper in terms of the the value that you're getting. You get a lot. You get a lot in the bag for very little money. It's mm-hmm. actually about four times or one fourth the price. Yeah. Not that beans are super expensive, even the canned ones, but still, if you don't have to spend that extra money, why would you? So, I mean, the, the recipe like we talk about is super simple. Yeah. We took a pound of dry beans and we cooked them for an hour on high in our pressure cooker. Mm. And let them cool, yes. Let them cool, strain them, drain them. Mm-hmm. Then those go right into the blender. Right into the blender. Then it's a half a cup of the tahini. Mm. And garlic to taste. I put about seven or eight garlic cloves. Okay, in, in and you mince them before hours. you throw them into I did the not. blender. No? no, I did. So not. you don't really have to work that hard, actually. This is like one of the <laughs> easiest recipes you're ever going. Now to I have. thought you were working super hard. No, when you made it first. The nope. Things I learned on this show. Yeah, and then it was for the cumin is a very strong flavor. So this is kind of cumin to taste, but for this recipe, with a pound of cooked chickpeas, yeah. I, I use two tablespoons of cumin. Two tablespoons of cumin. How much of the tahini did you use? Half a cup. A half a cup. And then... The juice of three lemons. Juice of three lemons and what, six or eight garlic cloves, depending on their size? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then to get it kind of going in the blender, I added about a cup of water to start it. Mm-hmm. And then at, once you get it pureeing yeah, and you get a feel like you let it go and it starts pureeing, stop it and check what the consistency is like. This is also a great opportunity to do any seasoning that you might want to do. Like you could taste and you could see maybe I want a smokier flavor so I add more cumin or maybe I want more of the garlic hit exactly. or more of the lemon juice to kind of be that accent on all the other flavors and if you're not watching your salt it's a great opportunity to add some salt and see what you think Mm -hmm. but we tend to cook without salt so or at least with very little salt Mm -hmm. so that was really it about a cup of water you maybe go to a cup and a half and again the more water you add the looser it's going to be yeah it just depends on the consistency that you want because do you want like a dressing consistency consistency yes consistency yes Uh. that's correct uh I can talk. I've had I've had nothing to drink, by the way. That's you know? coming later. Yeah. I <laughs> just am stumbling on all the words today. But I you could have it like like a dressing consistency, like a dip, or like a spread. Exactly. And I think that depends on you, how long you're gonna store it, how you're gonna use it. Yeah, now the nice thing is this will keep for easily a week after you make it. And it doesn't tend to separate too much in the fridge. So yeah. even after it gets cold, the, the, the water tends to stay pretty well mixed in. Well, and you so can you give it a little stir. And, and you can just give it a stir to, yeah. to bring it back to you know exactly the way it ought to be. But you don't get a lot of separation out of it. So it's actually kind of nice to be able to, to do that. Now, a lot of people, when they're making this, normally will, in addition to the tahini, they will add olive oil. And you most certainly can do that. That's going, Why don't we, Dana? Well, we don't because we're watching. <laughs> I know what, what yeah. I want you to say. We don't because we're watching the extra, the added fat and calories. Yeah. But a lot of people do. Traditionally, it's actually not mixed in. It's served just with a drizzle on top. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Like we'll see it at when we have hummus at Nice Guys Pizza here locally. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have that. 
right. like a red pepper olive oil kind of topping. You could do whatever you want, uh, herbed oil, straight, you know, fragrant extra virgin olive oil, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But, that, you know, whether you choose to do that or not, that's totally up to you. Mm. But <laughs> you can, you, once you've got the hummus made. It's good that way. There's so much you can do with it. There is. It's really flexible. I, every day going to work, will have just one of those little tiny Tupperware containers, like mm-hmm. the sealable ones that you could have nuts in or pills or just something that you want a little bit of. I fill that and then I pack celery and radish chips and either carrot sticks or those the 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 carrots dip that chips. are dip chips. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're I guess. cut like like crinkle cut chips. Yeah, and you know we buy them pre-cut i mean could you get the carrots and could you cut them up yourself yes i was just you know it's less work sure it may be a little bit more expensive that way but uh, those are the things that i have with it and it's a really filling snack or it's a really filling part of a lunch for me yeah yeah so that's one way that we have it and that's the way that it looks in the episode artwork for this week yeah, and a lot of times we'll have it at home here. We'll actually create a, a platter for crudite or mm-hmm. just, you know, veg, veggies and dip. And for the centerpiece in the bowl, we actually use a, a portobello mushroom cap that we scoop out and put the hummus right in there. And then we've got the stuff to dip right in there. And then we... You can you eat know, that. Then you eat the mushroom at the end. Yeah. So we, we'll do that. One of my favorites that I'll do is hummus toast. Yeah. So I'll come home, you know, for lunch, I will grab a couple of slices of Ezekiel bread, which mm-hmm. is a sprouted grain bread that is sold in your grocer's freezer case. And that just tends to be the one that I go for because there's no, again, trying to keep vegan six days a week. It's an easy way for me to do it. but Not processed. Yeah. Pick your favorite bread. Yeah. A nice, healthy, you know, toast the, the slices of bread a nice healthy spread of the hummus and then I will top it with a little bit of walnuts Mm -hmm. and then a drizzle of racha. Yeah. Yeah. And that. How how much in terms of the walnuts? Because you already have a little bit of fattiness from the, from the tahini. You do. I probably go six or eight walnut halves on each slice of toast. Yeah. So it's, it's not too bad. Just gives a little bit of, uh, of, uh, Crunch and, and texture different and i like and the those sriracha. are raw those are not salted that you do no no salted nuts. but you could very well do something yeah. that's roasted salted mm-hmm. that kind of thing so but i i just love the juxtaposition of the creaminess of the hummus the crunch of the nuts and then that spicy tartness of the sriracha mm. oh perfect yeah very satisfying it, it, it scratches certain cravings it's a very umami Flavor. I think it goes a long way in terms of what you call like a stick to your ribs kind of snack if I'm having it at work. Yes. I think that whether you have it with toast or however you have it. Buck it, agrees. It, yeah, I think Buck agrees. Our, our little pup, our, well, he's big, you know. I don't know. And he's, <laughs> he's getting up to move. So yeah, to, yeah, you may you see him. scratch before he moves. You may see him in the video feed if you're watching live. But it, I, I just feel like if I have that as a snack, then I'm not as ravenous or as hungry when I get to lunch. Absolutely. So it's worth a try. Yep. We are going to post the recipe in the show notes. Yeah. So you don't even have to go anywhere to, to find it. And it's very simple. Yeah. Let anyway. us know what you think. Yeah. If you try it. Yeah. 
it, it's a staple in our house. So, and if you already have variations, like some people ha- were sending me all their different variations on cold soaked oats from last week. Nice. Oh, yeah. like we had like a Nutella version. Oh. We had like, here's a peanut butter and banana version here, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. If you yeah. guys have a recommended variation of hummus, share it with us. We'd love to get some ideas. Cause again, we eat hummus all the time. Yeah. So before we go on, before we go on, we do want to take a minute to say thank you to you guys out there in the Runcation Nation who have chosen to become patrons of the show. Yes, we you have allowed us to achieve so much growth in 2020 and 2021 now. I mean, this whole studio. Yes. The fact that we're streaming our recording live. Those things are in part due to your support and holy uh, holy <laughs> due to your support and i mean you know you put in the work to actually build the set well, so yeah. in in part i just want to say thank you for the hard labor oh well th- you're welcome <laughs> but also thank me for the set sweat <laughs> equity but yeah for- <laughs> you guys bought everything i had to put together yes and we can't thank you enough for supporting our little passion project and your contributions at the $2, the $5, and the $10 level on Patreon, they allow us to continue to grow and have a great show in 2021. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we couldn't do this without you. Mm -mm. This would have dried up due to the pandemic, and you guys have helped keep us going, and we cannot thank you enough. If you would like to become a patron of the show, Mm -hmm. you can go to patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast mm-hmm. check out the sponsorship levels two dollars five dollars or ten dollars each one of those has their own special perks and check out the one you want to be a part of mm-hmm. sign up and you're helping keeping helping us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing and we can't thank you enough for that and patrons do get a look behind the scenes you get spec you get some special access to interviews, cooking demos, exclusive tastings of our favorite food and beverage. Some food and beverage uh, that doesn't make the regular bonus, show. Bonus, bonus items, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Plus, our insiders get special audio and video messages from us, interviews, and more. Much so, more. Please, if you have not yet considered becoming a patron and you want more, of what the Runny Drink Podcast is all about, please go to patreon.com slash Podcast or click on the patron button at the top of the Podbean player if you're in the Podbean ecosystem. Yep, the exact same sponsorship levels are right there with all the same perks, but you don't have to go anywhere else. You can do it right there in the app. And as always, however you support us, we thank you for your support of the Runny Drink Podcast. And now we have something to show you. And it's not um, just this itty bitty green lightsaber that I'm holding in my hand here. This is a chopstick or a swizzle stick. It's it's a chopstick well, and it, a swizzle stick. It works both ways. It's serving double duty tonight yeah. because we are going to actually, we were going to do beer on we the were. show. We were. And then I said, you know, why would we you know, have a beverage like that on the show while we're recording You're when we could actually do 
the drink from this week's episode. That's true. And this is one that Amy found for us. Well, you know, at this time of year, it's January, it's 2021. Anytime the new year happens, all of the food channels, all the various food channels have the new year healthy recipes in full force. Absolutely. Everybody's making their new year's resolutions or they're setting their new year, new me goals, whatever the case may be. And, you know, we kind of jokingly said that it was going to be a healthful drink. Well, it's, it is though. It could be because the way we're serving it it tonight is not. Well, you can do it without alcohol. Yes. Yes. This right here is the green juice martini. Look at this bad boy. Yeah. Like. Dink. Dink it and drink it. I feel so fancy having a martini. Mm. Yeah. So it's the green juice martini as seen on Guy's Ranch Kitchen. Yes. So he invites his friends and I think that this guy actually won like a top chef or a master chef or something like that and it's called the green juice martini because it includes all of these fruits and vegetables that are green yeah it has green apple not (laughs) peeled Uh, lemon juice which is not green but you know it makes the green pop right parsley kale celery yeah Ginger, also not green, but there's not enough of it to really change the color. Well, I think the ginger and the lemon are kind of like the salt and pepper in this mixture. 100%. Yeah. And then cucumber is the final ingredient. That's actually technically a melon, so I guess you'd call it a fruit. I guess. So so cord green apple and cucumber would be like the, the fruits of this thing? Yeah. Okay. And then, and lemon. And then the spirit True. is gin. And they specifically mm-hmm. recommend Hendrix gin, which yes. Hendrix gin is a very floral gin. It's very herbaceous. Yes. Mm. But now, in, in the if I had more direct lighting coming right at us, you would be able to see this thing in all of its glory and splendor. I mean, this thing is very green, very, it has like it's a gradient like a, to it. Like a cloudy gradient green. And it's lighter than, say, I mean, parsley is a dark vegetable, but I think it's like in between a darker vegetable and, say, the, the skin of a Granny Smith. Under the light in our kitchen, it's yeah. almost, it almost is like neon green. I mean, yeah. it really pops. It's a, it's a visually very beautiful when you make it. And how do, you, this, how do you make it? Well, I mean, this was yeah. this is one of those times where I really wish we owned a juicer. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> what they recommended and the way that they did it is basically you're taking, you know, all of these ingredients is basically a couple of green apples that are cored. Of course, you don't, you don't want the peel, seeds, but you don't have to peel them. You don't so peel that's them. Good. You know, two green apples, a uh, half a cup of lemon juice, mm-hmm. a cup of parsley, a cup of kale, yeah. five stalks of celery, about a tablespoon of ground ginger and a whole cucumber. You put all of those into your blender and you blend the heck out of it. Mm. I mean, this thing turned into a bright green smoothie. And I've, we've got some photos that are going to be in our social media feed this week of the process. Yes. And once you're done, they recommend you strain that mixture through cheesecloth, which gets all of the liquid out but holds back the solids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 
this is where a juicer would come in handy. Of course, because then you wouldn't have to put it through the cheesecloth. The juicer would kind of leave the pulp behind. Exactly. And Filter think, it out. And you'd probably get more juice out of it with a, with a juicer, yeah. so you'd be a little more efficient in that respect. But the end result, you end up getting this bright green juice that you can store for up to a week. Yeah. And the, basically, they recommend a cup or so eight ounces of the green juice and eight ounces of the gin. But. And that's to make four cocktails. Yes. Unlike the mistake we made in yes. the Run, Eat, Drink podcast test kitchen where we made two cocktails out of that. Okay. <laughs> I like how you say we. We being me. Yeah. That's not what's important right now. So. This is this is the properly is the, put together well, the, cocktail the that we're drinking. Together. I mean, in terms of the alcohol to the green juice ratio. Well, no, I had the ratios correct. You just had a much larger martini. Well, that's true. That's all that okay. was. So. The, and I will say that we tried the green juice on its own. And it's a completely different flavor. It is because the gin that's in here just brings out kind of it, the gin notes, the floral notes. It's very herbaceous flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's sweeter. If you try the green juice after it's been filtered through the cheesecloth on its own. Or in your juicer. Or in your juicer, make life easy. It's very tart. Yeah, the, the you're, there is no added sugar in the recipe. So mm-hmm. the only fruit juice you're adding in is the natural fruit from the apple. And the and lemon. the lemon juice. So it's tart. So green apples don't tend to be super sweet. And True. then, yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting, though, to see how the gin changes the flavor. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool, like, A-B comparison you can do. Yes. So I highly recommend you give that a try. Now, I tried the green juice with a little bit of sweetener, a little bit of agave. Oh, what'd you think of it? And it it was still tart, and that that floral kind of herbaceous note from the gin was, was gone, so it was like a little bit of tart, a little bit of sweet. Okay. So... I just think the gin adds something, a little extra, of that herbaceous flavor. You know what I mean. (laughs) I do. Yes. And and here's the thing. Also alcohol. Would you call this, I wouldn't call this a super fruity cocktail, but I also Mm -hmm. wouldn't call it a savory one. Where does this land for you? It's a tart cocktail. Tart. It's tart. And it's even more tart if you drink the green juice by itself. All right. I would agree with that. Like I, as, I, without any liquor in it, if you just have a little bit of agave, you still have that tartness. Right. You still do. So. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to be able to pigeonhole this into a category, and you it can. doesn't fit very neatly into savory or sweet. It just depends on what you do with it. Yeah. Depends on what you do with it. So, But it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely, if you're looking for something for like a, a, a nice spring after like party the hope of spring in winter exactly Uh, or you're looking for something that just gives you this that tastes very light and refreshing and i I think this is a great option for people and and it's unexpected and if you like gin you will like this yeah for sure that is definitely a subcategory or subculture of people out there gin is one of those spirits that i I think think its popularity ebbs and flows mm, over the years i go through phases and i also think it's because i think hendrix is a very different kind of gin to 
Tanqueray, and Tanqueray is very different from Bombay Sapphire, let's oh, say. You 100%. You get such different. different flavor notes depending on which brand of gin you go with, where, where regionally it's made. Yeah. So. How herbal, how floral, how, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's, I would say it's different depending on, it'll probably be different depending on the gin you used. We had Hendrix, but, uh, but it's also different when you have the juice by itself versus with a sweetener. It's refreshing. It's a refreshing cocktail and it gives you the hope of the rebirth of spring. Yes. 100%. That's a good way to put it. That's what I'll say. <laughs> so... Very rare that we do a gin cocktail here, but I'm glad that we actually did. Mm -hmm. So now you've also tried this mixture with vodka to to experiment. And I think that vodka doesn't impart that herbaceous or floral note. Did it impact the flavor of the juice at all? I really don't think it had too much impact. Vodka on its own. So it gets lost in the drink. You know, yeah. So it's still, it had a, more of the tart lemon and more of the tart green apple. I wonder if you used a different apple in the mix, you know, like instead of that. A sweeter apple maybe? Yeah, a sweeter apple, you know, like a Washington or something like that, that is Fuji. red and sweeter. Honestly, I don't think. Macintosh, that, something yeah, like that. I don't think that you have to have a green apple for this because Mm-mm. everything else is green and Swapping out the apple is not going to be enough to change the color of this drink. You're still going to get a beautiful green drink with a different yeah. apple. But I wonder about the, the flavor impact, you know, when you mix up the, the different veggies and fruits. Well, yeah. if any of you out there in the Runcation Nation decide to make this beverage, and we are going to have a link to the official recipe, recipe yes. on foodnetwork.com. We give credit to Guy and his friends. Absolutely. And cheers to you. Cheers to you. Yeah. And cheers to you guys for following along with us and for those of you that have been jumping in or jumped in on the video feed tonight thank you so much the first time we've actually live streamed a recording of the episode yes so we are going to put this out in the feed as an audio episode we will only that'll be dropping tomorrow morning as of this recording so Mm -hmm. tuesday morning look for this in your podcast feed yes we have another episode in the can aim this is it we did it we did here's to another episode of the runny drink podcast and everybody who helped us get there with suggestions and with your support during this very first live stream over an episode recording next week we might actually have all the technical issues worked out maybe who knows I don't, it's all about growing and changing and learning. And we're going to do lots more of that over yeah. the next week. I'm going to continue PT and my road back to running. And our patrons can look forward to, I think I'm going to rewind and start the actual series from the surgery and work forward. Oh, very nice. Just to give an idea of the timeline and recovery and things like that. It gives me a chance to think about it and, and, and talk about it from the perspective of a flashback or looking back, I think. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So I'm working on that. And our regular episode next week, it's it's our focus and our continuing to stay focused and motivated and, and tools and tips and tricks that will help you do the same, hopefully. Well, I can't wait to see what she tells me we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> 
because well, you kind of know we talk about it offline. She's Come in on. charge. So anyway, really? guys, thank you so much for sticking with us on the video feeds here on in our Facebook group, as well as over on our YouTube channel. Yes. Thank you so much. This is like a new feature of our YouTube channel. And Usually we just have our episodes, our audio episodes there. That's it. So, so. we're going to be working on the, the audio and video issues throughout the week. Hopefully uh-huh. we'll have all this ironed out for next week. But until then, just hit the subscribe button on runeatdrink.net subscribe to the show yes wherever podcasts are served we cannot thank you enough for subscribing to the show and continuing to listen and support us as we work our way through this and we also hope if you subscribe you'll head on over to apple podcasts and give us a rating and review because we want our runcation to con- our runcation nation to continue to grow as much as it has this year and we want to keep it going. And a way that you can totally do that that is just free and right there in Apple Podcasts is to click the stars, click review and, and give us a little review to let us know what we're doing well, what we're doing that you want to see more of. And we love the feedback and that helps us get discovered by others so we can grow our community. So if you would do that, we would appreciate it so much more than you realize. Yeah. So with that's going to do it for this week. Yes. So thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work around the house, wherever you were. Thanks for tuning in and listening I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.